one. Hey guys, thank you for uh, tuning in to a brand new episode of the Grind Never Stops podcast. This is your host, DJ Joe, and today's segment will be talking about our top five votes. And we have brought a special new member to our team and uh, introduce yourself. Hey, how you doing, DJ Joe? I'm Boogie. Thank you for having me over. It's a pleasure. I'm glad to be here today with you. All right. Uh, we... Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. No, I'm here today to talk about the goats, the top five goats. Like in my opinion, my top five goats. So you can tell me your five goats. I'll tell you my five goats, and then we can go into details why we think that these are five goats. All right. So we're gonna switch it up, and I'm gonna have the viewers hear your end. Your your top five, and okay. then when you finish the questions I have for you, then I'll go ahead and um, give mine. So the first important question that the viewers want to know is who are your top five goats in the NBA? Hmm, in the NBA, okay. So these are my top five goats. Some of them are already retired. Uh... So I'm going to talk about my first two. First one, King James, obviously LeBron James. He's my favorite player all time. Ever since he came into the league, I've been watching him, and he's never disappointed. My second one, Kobe Bryant, obviously, Bean. Like, that is uh, one of my top five players, obviously, because he's Kobe. I'll go into details why. My third one is Chris Paul, who's still in the league right now. Uh, I like point guards a lot which is why my next goat is going to be Steve Nash. Obviously, like, Steve Nash is like, hmm, I like, I loved his game. I loved how he played. I loved everything about his game. And my fifth goat is Tim Duncan. Obviously, Tim Duncan, like, he's on a lot of people's list because, obviously, he's Tim Duncan, and we can go into details about what I liked about him. All right. Uh, now, viewers know who are your goats. Now, I want you to go to tell me why you picked and are these picks in order or just your five goats uh, I would say these ones are in order in order it goes all from right. LeBron to Kobe to Chris Paul to Steve Nash to Tim Duncan all right so now I want you to tell me from five from your last goat to the top one why you picked or why you have him as your goat Okay, my number five is Tim Duncan. One of the reasons why Tim Duncan is my GOAT because he was, how do you call it, silent assassin. Tim Duncan did not talk trash. Tim Duncan did not yell at people. He didn't scream. He didn't fight. He didn't cause any issues. But he could come every single night and destroy your best teams. He would come. He has so much game. He was talented. He was the craziest one in the post. He has such a good post game. He could shoot. Uh, and that's the reason why Tim Duncan was one of my goats. On top of that, he's there, he's got five rings. He beat my number one, LeBron, when they went to the finals. Uh, I would say twice that Tim Duncan beat LeBron. Um, that's uh, why he's my goat. His game just spoke for itself. The way he used to play, like, uh, you would never hear him talking, you would never know nothing. Little do you know. He's dropping 30 on you. 
he's blocking everyone. He could assist. Uh, he could do everything on the court, and you would never hear him say a word. By the end of the night, you would look at him like, whoa, how did I get destroyed by a guy who didn't even hear say a single word tonight? That is the reason why I really liked him. And on top of that, he's one of the top three in the post, I would say. Well, there's a few players that I would think will probably come before him, but to me, in the post, he was one of the best players in the post while I watched him play anyways. There were people before him that were better than him, I would say, in the post, but I'm talking about who I saw play. These are my top five because these are the players that I watched play. This is why they are my goals. I'm not talking about players that were playing before I started watching NBA, before when I was a kid. I'm talking about the people I actually watched when I was I started watching NBA and I was old enough to actually watch and understand the game. So this is why these are my five goals, because I watched these people play in my lifetime. That's why they're my goals. All right. So yeah, and I'll give my opinion about your opinion, but we'll uh, finish um, for you to go in details now to explain uh, why you picked Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Hmm. Number one reason why I picked Steve Nash was because he played on my favorite team when I really got into basketball. I'm not talking about Dallas. I'm talking about Phoenix Suns. Because I used to watch basketball, but not like that. But when I started watching basketball, Steve Nash was a killer. And on top of that, he was Canadian, which made me like him even more. Because now we have a lot of Canadians in the NBA. But back in the days, like I will give you like 2007, when I really got into NBA, we didn't have many Canadians in the NBA. So that's one of the things that attracted me towards Steve Nash. And then when you watch him play, the way he used to distribute the ball, it was insane. Like he could, he made the craziest assist. He was top, top of the freaking NBA for how many years when it comes to assist. And what made it easier for him to be a good assist leader was the players he had around him. And that's what made him like, that's what made me like him even more. He had Amari Stoudemire. The plays he used to do with Amari Stoudemire were insane. It was like nobody could stop them. That was an insane duo. He had Raja Bell. He had Leandro Barbosa, who was, who were the craziest three-point shooters? He had Sean Marion, who was also insane. So when you had that squad around you, he had Boris Dia also. So that squad made Steve Nash even better, and he made them better. That's what was good about that team, and that's why I like Steve Nash better, because the players he had around him made him better, and he made the team better. He could go, he could score. He was a point guard. He was short. He wasn't a big man, but he was able to score on anyone. It doesn't matter. He will cross you over. He will go to the rim. He will cross you over, he will pass the ball. And everybody around him knew that they were going to get the ball. So they were all positioned themselves, getting ready to get the ball. They knew he was going to pass it. And if he didn't pass it, he would still score it. He could score it on anyone. And that's why Steve Nash like, was my favorite player. My first favorite player when I started watching in 2007. That was my squad. And Steve Nash made the squad even better than they would have been without him, obviously. But that's one of the reasons why I like Steve Nash. Because the way he could assist the ball, you knew he was going to pass it because he was an assist guy. He would pass it. But if he didn't pass it, he could also score on anyone. So that's why Steve Nash was my number four. All right. Now, uh, number three, which is Chris CP3. Oh. CP3. CP3 
was and is still a beast. He's still in the league today and he's still killing it. Obviously, he's a bit older, but I mean, I started watching Chris Paul when he was in New Orleans. When Chris Paul was in New Orleans, he was, how would I say it? He was a mini hawk. He was a tiny little hawk. He was smaller than everyone else, but he would be going through every team like he was Dwight Howard. He dunked on Dwight Howard one day. I couldn't believe that. Dwight Howard is a seven-footer. Chris Paul is a short dude. Dunked on Dwight Howard. And also, what I liked about Chris Paul, what made me like him the best, was when he was playing with Tyson Chandler in New Orleans. That was Lob City. There was a Lob City before Clippers. The Lob City before Clippers was New Orleans. I don't know if you remember back in 08 when they were playing. And he would literally all he had to do was get a big. Chris Paul, if you give him a big, you're you're over, it's over for you. Give him a big that can jump and catch the ball. It's over for you because Chris Paul will find you. It doesn't matter where you are. You just have to jump towards the rim. You're getting that rebound. You're getting that lob. And yeah. you saw what they did with the Clippers. Like they called it Lob City. But Lob City, before DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin, he was doing that in New Orleans. I don't know if you remember when he played against, he beat Dallas, he beat San Antonio in the, I believe, 2008 playoffs. That squad was crazy. They had Mo Peterson, um, Tyson Chandler. Um, David West. David West. Oh, my God. David West. Yes. I forgot. About, oh, yes. Yes. David West. Oh, that squad in New Orleans was crazy. And, like, Chris Paul made that squad. Because without Chris Paul, I don't know if they would have did as good as they did. Because Chris Paul was, like I said, a tiny little hawk because he could do everything. He could take it to the rim. And he was a crazy passer. All you had to do was just get open and you're getting the ball at the rim. You're getting that ball at the rim. That's all there is. That's why when Blake Griffin came and DeAndre Jordan came with him, that squad was insane. It was just highlight after highlight after highlight. Like he was like, they became the new showtime. Like it wasn't LA anymore at that. Well, obviously LA was good at that point because they have a very good squad. But I'm talking about showtime as in like everybody's trying to watch because you know you're going to have fun watching that squad. And Chris Paul made that squad. That's why Chris Paul, even till today, he's still killing it. He's not as young as he was. Obviously, he's been injured a few times and he's aging. But I mean, he's still good. He can score it on anyone. Chris Paul can score on anyone. He crosses you over, he shoots from anywhere. His mid-range is crazy. He's going to give you three-pointers. And then if you're open, you know you're getting the ball. You know you're scoring. That's why Chris Paul is my top three. All right. And now, uh, obviously, number two. Number Kobe. two. <laughs> Kobe, of course, Kobe. Everybody know Kobe. Kobe, man, he's like, I don't know. Kobe was something else. He was something out of this planet. Like Kobe, like he had that killer instinct. Like Kobe, when you like, he wants something, he goes and he gets it. He was not like, he had a different mentality than everybody else. Like he was stronger mentally than any player ever. The only person maybe you can compare him to is Michael Jordan. But mentally, when Kobe comes to play, he comes to play. He will give you 30 points any given night. He will give you 40 points any given night. Kobe, when the game is on the line, give it to Kobe. When all else fails, you give it to Kobe. That guy had the craziest work ethic. That guy had the craziest everything, when you name it, from shooting, from defending from post game, from assist, from just any category you can think of, 
Kobe was there, he was on top. Like Kobe was, I don't have to say much about Kobe. Kobe just let his game speak for himself. Let his resume speak for himself. He was on another level. And I don't think we're ever going to have anybody else like Kobe. Maybe we will, but I don't know if we're going to have it in our lifetime. But Kobe, you had to be there. Like literally you had to be there. I remember one time in about a week span, he hit five game winners on every single team he played with. The game went to the line. He hit one against Toronto. He hit one against Dwayne Wade. He hit one against Sacramento. He hit one against who? I can't remember. But like in the week span, he hit five game winners. Last second shots. The buzzer goes off. The ball is in the air. Boom. Game winner. Next game, same thing. Boom. Game winner. Five games in a row within a week. That's like, who else does that? You know, you give him the ball, you're winning the game. If the ball, if the game is on the line, give it to Kobe. That's why Kobe is my number two. All right. Let's not even talk and... about the rings. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's not even uh, go there. And uh, num your number one? My number one is uh, King James. Uh, I started watching King James when he first came in the league. I wasn't really like, I was, what, I was a kid. I wasn't watching too much basketball. But as I started watching basketball, I just couldn't understand what I was seeing. I was like, what is this? This guy is like, what? I think he was like, I would say 20 when I started watching him because he came in the league at 18. So I think I started watching him two years after he was in the league. And as a 20-year-old, like, I just didn't understand the stuff he did, how he used to just, he was so fast. Whenever he got the ball in the fast break, nobody could catch him. Guess what? 20 years later, right now, 20 years later, nobody can still catch him. Stronger than anyone bigger than anyone, like, and he did it all. He scored, he passed, and the way he used to dunk was what got me. The way he used to just go dunk on people is what literally got me to become a fan. And the reason why he's my number one, because I have been watching him for so many years and nothing has changed. He's still the same. He still plays the same. The only thing that has changed is he got older, he got wiser, so now he knows I'm not as young. I'm not able to do what I used to do when I was, what, 23, 24, when I was 30. Now he's hitting 40. So he's playing smarter now, but he still dunks on anyone, everyone. Still jumps 20 feet in the air when he dunks. It's like NBA jam, like literally. <laughs> That's why, I don't know, when I saw LeBron play, I'm like, this guy is not even like everybody else. He's like a video game, literally. LeBron James is a video game. That's... All right. <laughs> yeah so now uh before we get to me um i have one question for you and of for course. a viewer um for someone to be considered a goat what what does he have to accomplish or do you think he needs to have specific awards like who do you, how, like if you were in the NBA or if I was in the NBA, what yes. do I have to do to show to put you in your top five list? What do I need to do? Well, to be a goat, I would not say you need rings because there are a lot of goats that don't have rings. So for me to be a goat, you need to be a player that stands out and is very consistent for multiple years. You have to be talked about for a long time because of your game. 
even if you don't really make it as an NBA, NBA champion, you have to be there year after year after year. You have to be consistent. You have to be at the top of your game. You have to show out that your team needs you. You have to show that you are like, I would say like an MVP because MVP is the people that actually like matter the most to the team and they're the ones that make the difference. That's why you become an MVP on your team. But that's how you have to be. You have to be there and you have to show your team that they need you because without you, they wouldn't be where they are. You have to be the guy that everybody on your team wants. You have to be like the guy who actually like puts in work year after year after year, be extremely consistent with your game and improve your game. I will give you an example. My number one, LeBron James, he's been doing it for 20 years, nonstop, has never stopped. Chris Paul, been there since 2000, and I would say four. He came a year after LeBron, I think, still doing it. I mean, Steve Nash, he did it for so many years. Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, all those guys. The reason why they're goats because they did it for so long and they were so good for so long. They didn't just come, play three seasons, and then left. No, they did it for so many years and they were great at what they did for so many years. So that's why I consider a goat. When you come in and you put in work for so many years and you stay consistent, that's what makes you a goat in my books. All right. So, Bay, so now, before I give my opinion of your goat, um, I, I want to tell you that based on what you just said, yes, I can take in consideration, like, what you're saying. Now I know why you picked LeBron, why you picked Kobe, or why you picked Tim Duncan. But Steve Nash... Never won. Uh, yes, he won back-to-back MVPs, but Steve Nash in the playoffs, because regular season, I know there could be a lot of goats for regular seasons, but playoffs mm-hmm. is where you get defined as a goat or as a killer on the floor. But start with Steve Nash. Yeah, he had some good years. Uh, and he had some good playoffs, but he he's not the kind of guy, like I know he's like the go of the point guard, but for playoffs, he wasn't, he was an impact, but he wasn't a huge impact that, that made him win. Like, even if he wins one NBA title, I would give him that title, but Based on what you said, it doesn't work with Steve Nash. And Chris Paul, too. You, I love Chris Paul, too. He's like the point god. But at the same time, he should have won that playoffs against the Lakers. You know, when they went to the uh, third round. You know how they beat Dallas. They beat the Spurs. Yeah, They should have beat that Laker team because they had the chemistry. And also, when Chris Paul got moved to Clippers, he just, as soon as the playoffs started, he forgot how how to play the game the right way. And he, I don't want to remind myself because I watched, I loved the Clippers, but I don't want to remind myself how Chris Paul played, like, 
like ass. And it wasn't only him. Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, like the Jamal Crawford or JJ Redick, like everyone. Has yeah, I remember and, also who Karen Butler too was there, I think. Yeah, and he, I know he was at the end of his career, but he would still could be an impact in the playoffs. And that it was really disappointing because I wanted Chris Paul to that's why I, I considered him the go of point guard, like the point guard position. But mm -hmm. as a top five goat, like I respect your list, but everyone has their opinion. But based on what you're telling me, Chris Paul and Nash are not what you were explaining. But let's move on from that. Now, I agree. LeBron could be is a good goat pick. Um, same thing with Kobe, but the same thing I said for the Chris Paul and the Nash pick for regular season, I I would put them top five as well. But a goat is not just the exhibition side; it's also the important side where people pay their money to watch or where you get paid big bucks. That's what I feel that I don't consider them in that position just because when the game really mattered, they weren't like they were missing. You know what I mean? But now you know my opinion, so I'll go to my list. Okay. Um, so, and also, you did not mention Michael Jordan in your list, so. I was scratching my head. <laughs> I'm talking about the people that I watch play. Because I oh, said yeah. that they are a good player. I'm talking about who I watch because Michael Jordan was before my time. Like, I'm talking about who I sat in front of the TV and I watched night after night. That's that's why I, I said my goats because there are obviously people like Michael Jordan, like you said, you know. There's people from back in the days like Oscar Robertson. There was like uh, Larry Bird. There was Magic Johnson. There was Karim Abdul-Jabbar. There was all those players, but those were before my time. I did not watch them play. So when I made my list and I put it together, I was thinking about who I sat in front of the TV year after year after year and watched. Like I saw them play. I saw them from the beginning of their career. Maybe like some of them, like Kobe started playing before I started watching. I would say like uh, Steve Nash started playing before I started watching. But Tim Duncan also, because... I wasn't watching basketball in the 90s. But as soon as I got into basketball and I started watching basketball regularly, this is who I saw play every single day. So that's why I made I based my list off of from who I watched. There's a lot of people also there that I wanted to put on the list, but I was talking about the ones that I liked the most. Because I also wanted to put Kevin Garnett in there because he was like one of my favorite players too. He was so good at what he did. But I picked him Duncan instead. Because based on what you said too, Tim Duncan won five rings and Kevin Garnett won one. But I watched Tim Duncan play a lot more than I watched Kevin Garnett. Whenever Kevin Garnett was playing, I would never miss. Uh, I mean, Tim Duncan played, I wouldn't miss those games. Whenever Steve Nash played, I would never miss those games. When Steve Nash played, I would never miss those games. So that's why I based my goals from my experience, from who I watched play the most. Like, because I watch basketball all the time. So that was during my era. But I could have put Michael Jordan in there too, but I did not watch him play. Michael Jordan, yeah. I've seen highlights. 
I've seen highlights on YouTube. I've seen games on TV on NBA throwbacks. Uh, what is it called? Uh, hardwood. NBA hardwood. You know when they watch, they show like on NBA TV the old games. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so I built my goals from the people I watched play. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, but with every, you know, when you're in a barber shop or anywhere, everyone, when you give an opinion, there should be always like an opinion back. I like, I respect your uh, goat. I was just giving my like opinion. And I didn't, I forgot to mention your pick, Tim Duncan. And I would never, like, debate that because they call him the fundamental, uh, which Yeah, means of course. he, he, he's like, he can do anything on the defense, offense. Tim Duncan basically did not have a big weakness. And even if he had that weakness, he, he knew what was his weakness and he made sure... to not have a weakness because Duncan later on he shot threes um, he can shoot free throws he can pass so Tim Duncan that's an I have nothing negative to say about uh, Tim Duncan but let's move on to uh, my pick obviously my number one is LeBron Raymond James Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go in details after I tell everyone my pick. So number two, obviously, is Kobe Bryant. Number three, Michael Jordan. Number four, Allen Iverson. And number five, Shaquille O'Neal. So obviously, I'll go number five as well. So I think Shaq is... Um, one of the best centers to ever play the game. And yes, there's Wolf Chamberlain. But as you said, uh, I, I've, yes, I've saw highlights, but, and he scored 100 points and he averaged like 40 rebounds, but I never watched him. And I don't think our families were born when he was in the NBA. So, I always will put Wilt as the best center in the game, but for me, I think Shaq is the best. And the reason I have Shaq is not because I was I was never a Laker fan, but I love Shaq because he dominated his position and wasn't afraid. You know, there's some highlights of him pushing that guy against the Knicks, like or him fighting with. Barkley when it was with the Rockets. Shaq never backs down to anything. Yes, there was drama with him and Kobe or in Miami with Pat Riley and how he was laughed at when he signed with Cleveland or Boston. But when the, when the games matters most in the finals or in the playoffs, anywhere he plays, he dominated his position and as a center you're you're not a huge impact as you know like you know centers don't have plays for them because they're too big and slow but Shaq dominated the paint nobody stopped him yeah they lost some great playoffs matchups but he still 
won multiple. He won three rings in a row with the Lakers. He won a ring with Miami. So I think number five, I have him as the best center in the game because he dominated his position. And yes, you could agree that he has a big weakness, which is free throws. But back then when he was playing, free throws wasn't important, wasn't a factor. And people weren't smart to like hack him. Yes, there was a time where he got hacked many times, but most of the time he dominated the paint and when he got fouled, he already is dunking over your head. So he dominated uh, his position and that's why I have him uh, number five. Four is one of the best point guards that I've seen and that I owe, he was like my idol. Uh, he was my idol. And I respect him a lot. And that's Allen Iverson. The best crossovers in the game. And he was clutch. And yes, he didn't he won zero rings, but he still played his all. He, I don't the only weakness he had was he was short and the drama that was going on, as you know, off the court. But other than that, AI was a great shooter, three-point shooter. And they call him the answer uh, for the reason. Um, but I think AI is one of the best point guards I've ever seen. And I know there's a guy that's similar to, to him, and that's Kyrie. Um, but that's my number four. And as you know, number three is Michael Jordan. And same as you, I the year I was born, is when he won with the Bulls in 1992. But I remember um, I had a jersey when I was born, and that was Michael Jordan. Because basketball, like once you grew up, you know that basketball was put on the map in the era of the 90s and 80s and the 2000s was MJ. MJ was talked about and as you said, a GOAT is when you're going to talk about it for years and, and still to this day, MJ is always talked. And I you watch highlights. And yes, the most important thing you want to look at is the rings. And he did not disappoint anybody. He went 6-0, and never lost. Um, but that's my number three. Number two is obviously Kobe Black Mamba. I have him as the second best player in the world. Why? Because he never disappoints. And his work ethic, as you mentioned, is unstoppable. He's always there at practice. Um, he always plays hard every single night. And from the first game and his last game, he always plays his all. And yes, in the finals against the Celtics, when he won number in game six, he was yeah. he shot like two for sixteen, but he was still an impact on the floor. He made that pass to, uh, like, world peace. But like he made that pass to Ron Artest, that made the clutch three to win. I remember in, that in two thousand ten. So, 
Call Maybe me. give a shout out to his therapist. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's why Kobe is always going to be the best in the world because he gave it his all. Um, and yes, I want to put Westbrook in my goat. Why? Because he gives it all every single night. And who cares if he's 0 for 30? He still does other things uh, on the floor. But I have Kobe number two and obviously LeBron James number one. We both know why he's the number one. He's been in the league for 20 years. He's still dominating, averaging 27, 7, and 7. He has dominated every single season. And yes, when LeBron came in the league, I was not a fan uh, because he had big weaknesses to begin. He was afraid to shoot. He was afraid to drive. And you saw that when... He, and when once he moved to Miami, I was... Disapp- like, I watched LeBron. I didn't hate him. I wasn't a fan, but it made things worse when he went to Miami. And the first finals, he went with Miami. He, he scored 10 points in the game. <laughs> he got dominated by J.J. Barea. And like LaShawn Stevens. Yeah, he was afraid. He was, and that's a big weakness. But looking back, he took it as a man and like be like, I'm going to work on myself. And ever since that finals happened, he has changed like overall. So you got to give that to LeBron. And he dominated the finals. Um, he also did the best comeback in NBA history, down 3-1 to the best regular season team in history on the Warriors, 73-9. and So you have to give that to him. And he's made 20 All-Star. Like today they announced the All-Stars, and he made his 20th selection the most out of anybody. And, man, I don't consider awards uh like crazy i consider performance on the floor you know and and all that but now these are my goats and uh we don't have much time left so i'm gonna be quick um for me if you were in the nba and you asked me before you get drafted what do you want me to accomplish for me to put you in the go that is giving 100% your all and if you're going to get drafted there's a reason why you're getting drafted like you're good you you're you can shoot you can dunk but for me to consider someone a go he shouldn't have any flaws zero flaws and i don't want i don't want you to tell me okay but what if I can't shoot free throw? Free, I don't care about no damn free throws. Because at the end of the day, if you doesn't matter what you average, but you still have to be a killer on the, on the squad. Like Jokic, yeah, I don't consider Giannis a killer, but uh, Jokic, um, Doncic, like these guys, have zero flaws, and yeah, they have a lot of things to learn from. But they have have zero flaws. I don't. If you want to average twenty points, 
and still be considered a go-go ahead because Allen Iverson did not average 40 points a game or 50 or 60, no. As long as you don't have any flaws and you give 100% your all, and even if you go all for 20 in a game, you still do other things. You grab rebounds, pass. And for me to consider you a GOAT, you can't be soft. And we both know 90% of players today are all soft. There's not many like that have, that are not soft like your idol Boogie Cousins, Draymond Green, Westbrook, like all these guys, they're not afraid to back down from uh, anybody. So these are my picks. And uh, we don't have much time, but I appreciate you, uh, Boogie, to join our team. And uh, thanks for giving your opinion. And we'll be doing more episodes in the Absolutely appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, your goats are amazing. Yeah. Uh, your entire list is just a squad of killers. Allen Iverson, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe, Jordan, LeBron. Like, those are real goats. Like, every single one of them had the killer, and they weren't afraid, like you just said. They were dominant, they were fearless, and they didn't care who was in their face. So, like, that is, uh, those are real goats. I appreciate those, yeah. But in, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. I uh, hope we can do this more often. Well, it was amazing. Yes, All right, uh, I appreciate And don't forget to check us uh, on the YouTube channel and to subscribe and we'll have we'll continue soon. All, All right. right. You have a good evening. We'll talk soon. I right. peace. Peace.